0: Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet.
1: Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now here's your host, Chris Home.
0: Good evening again, everybody. Welcome back to Live with CDP Sports Talk, Season 6, Episode 22. And uh, I do have my guest. Uh, Her name is Christina Borderas. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that right. I apologize if I didn't. But uh, she was patient enough uh, to get a, a, a better Wi-Fi internet connection. So I'm going to bring on my guest and uh, looking forward to speaking to Christina about her career. And she's Christina uh, Christina's a musician, songwriter, podcast host of The Volume Up Experience. And she's also the chief executive director for uh, Music Sports League out of Orange County, California. Hey, good evening or good afternoon christina it's so nice to finally be able to talk to you
1: i know right good good evening it's it's nice and beautiful out here the weather is super dry compared to where i'm from i'm actually out in nevada at the moment uh for some business vacation kind of stuff so it's a lot of stuff going on the fourth of july was great um but yeah, it's, it's a beautiful weather. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go outside. Um, and now I'm at the Starbucks just cause it's better inter- internet connection. I felt so horrible, uh, when we came on earlier cause it never really works like that. But anyway, I'm so glad to be here. So glad to finally see you. I have been anticipating this conversation for very, very long now. Um, and I'm glad and, uh, thankful for having you, uh, welcome me onto your show such a good opportunity
0: well thank you uh for being such a great guest and being patient and uh for understanding and like i said technology at times is great and sometimes it's not so great but you know what this is a learning experience for me and 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 wanting to get into radio uh i just have to learn how, how to deal with situations that you don't plan for and uh and do the best you can
1: yeah that's one of those funny things is like technology. You can, you can only depend on it so much. And around here, um, especially this dry, dry weather, it, it tends to mess with a lot of our technology too. So it's one of those things I'm, I'm learning to, you know, cope with all the, all the stuff that happens. And this is what happens in the music industry too, is a lot of the times like there's just all sorts of stuff that happens between, you know, malfunctioning equipment to, you know, people not showing up, stuff like that. So I I really just wanted you to know that it wasn't because like, I wasn't ready, it wasn't prepared, other than the internet, you know, I really, really wanted to show you, um, you know, because I feel like, I feel like you're doing a really big thing, a really big thing for yourself, and a really big thing for the world, just kind of showing people that, you know, you can come out of the out of the bluff with some, really extraordinary experiences and that's that's one of my biggest things is just really like stepping out of your box and you know despite a lot of the things that the world will tell you you just continue you know you continue to persevere you learn new things I treat every every moment every experience as a lesson and so you know that's that's just one of the things that I've learned throughout life is to just pivot when there's a bump pivot 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 you know it's never never too soon to do things that you're not, you know, accustomed to you're not comfortable with and you seem like you've got a really, really good thing going on. So I was super happy to get to this conversation.
0: Well, thank you so much. And Hey, with what happened today now i'm closer to that 300 episode. so today is now 297 now 297 but hey uh christina too um i started this new career three and a half years ago and i've had a lot of support but i've also had a lot of naysayers saying you're too old you don't have the broadcasting journalism degree not that i'm against schooling and stuff but a lot of this media stuff i've had to do it on my own self-taught Hard work, and uh, I've had successes, but I've also had rejections. And in any career you're in, not just what I'm trying to do, you're gonna ha- you have to keep it an even kill because there's gonna be times where things don't always go your way.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's one huge thing in the music industry, and especially just any of the entertainment industries. You you learn so much from so little. That's been like the biggest. Eye opener for me is really like when people say no or you get rejection. There's this big like there's this big thing that kind of it transcends the experience for me. Like when when I get rejected, and this is not everybody, and this is what I'm saying is it's we have to get over that fear of being rejected or fear of being told no or fear of you know things not working out the right way and things not going as planned because it's just unfair in that nature we we come against nature when we do a lot of what we do and that's where the people really honestly that's where people get their biggest opportunities from is by going against um by going against their own feelings you know like how I could have I mean this this conversation could have gone any other way It, it didn't have to happen if I didn't decide you know what Everything that's kind of going wrong here, I was kind of scrambling in my house, but I had to sit. I mean, and right away, I just told myself, this is normal. Don't get angry. You know, don't get frustrated. This is, this is just technology. And so I think that in the music industry and especially with new artists and new musicians coming on board, like there is just so much that comes up against them. And you have, you see this a lot in sports too, when people go through a learning curve or when they're, you know, they've done sports for so long and then they come into like a league or they're finally trying out for that college level, there's a resistance level. There's a resistance to whatever they've known and a resistance to what is required of the next level. And so that resistance is, I think, where we have growth and that growth is important when you're meeting that resistance to treat it healthy. And what I mean is like, when you're going to go practice something, if something seems like it's a little too much for you, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't do it. It just means you got to push harder. There's a lot of situations that I've been in and I've said, you know what, today is just an awful day today. Nothing is going right. And in those moments, I had to like I had to really sit down with myself and just realize that that force needs to be met with equal force. And that's why I said that to you the other day is when you're going through hard times, you really have to meet those hard times. You have to you have to embrace them, but not just embrace them, just shove a little back at them. that's what sports is about is when you meet that resistance you have to meet it equally and you have to push past it and that's what happens in the music industry and that's why you know with the music sports league we kind of we treat our musicians and our artists like athletes we show them that you know through training through perseverance through competitions and performance you know you can really you can really begin to like not only cultivate opportunities but it just opens so much more when you push yourself harder it opens up way more opportunities than if you just go with the flow and you go with what everybody else is doing that's just kind of like being in a in a lazy river just floating along with everybody else you find those one or two people that are having fun in the water while they're floating that are playing games and they're like splashing each other and they're kind of playing while they're in that lazy river those are the people that i kind of look at and i've always gone like i want to be more like them even though i'm supposed to be sitting here and relaxing and just enjoying this peaceful moment in this lazy river i want to be more like those people that create fun and create a different kind of experience against the conformity i guess and against the normality of the situation so you know that's a lot of what we do at the music sports league we just kind of um we create those opportunities for people we really show artists how to be more of an athlete and how to how to treat their their uh, career like an athlete you have to practice you have to you know get really hard into the game you have to start thinking outside the box for one the music business is never treated like a business it's always treated like it's a hobby like it's just something you step into and you automatically if you have talent or if you have you know something to show or you have a lot of money it tends to go further. And that's not necessarily the case. The case is if you have talent, you have to meet that with business and making the best decisions for your business and the best decisions for yourself. And so, you know, I I kind of think it's one of those very new concepts that people, at least in my experience, they it really just blows their mind. Once they hear the way that we relate sports to music, it's just, it opens up a new conversation and it, and it tends to be really fun. Like people are catching on to this concept with such like um, passion. They didn't even know where it came from. And all of a sudden they're giving us, you know, they're basically making our point. You know, they're, they're giving us the reasons why we even came here. And it's it's such a funny experience for me. It's such a funny experience. I just... I think it's, I think it's such a new concept that people are just, people are ready for stuff like this. People are ready for people like you and I coming out of the, out of the nowhere, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, Oh man, I could go on and on and on about that. I can go on and on about that. Like, I find it so funny and so um, interesting at the same time to see, you know, people that have never heard of music, sports, performance. And then all of a sudden when we tell them what it's like, they're like, Oh my gosh, like, that's so cool. That is so awesome. And I never really thought about it that way. And then they end up relating it to like draft Kings or the NFL or the NBA. And that's exactly what we want. That's exactly what we want is for people to understand music right alongside the entertainment industries, the sports industries, i believe this is going to be huge i think you know setting a standard is is um not easy and so you know with that said i'm i'm here to just be more of a learner more of a of an advocate and more of an opportunist for our artists I wanna be able to create an experience like no other. And when you do that, it's really hard to do. It's really tough to really create a different experience because there are so many things. I mean, think of how many things that are in this world right now with technology, with entertainment, with construction work, with the food industry, the fashion industry. I mean, we have just a world of consumption and to create something new and innovative and unique I I can't even describe the feeling. I cannot, I can't even put it into words what this means for all of us. And you know, that's, that's just the most of it. If you want to be part of something that is a revolution, you have to learn how to lead in that, in that category and lead in that conversation or lead in that industry. And that's exactly what we're doing. It's, it's crazy because I never would have pictured myself here. <laughs> I never would have thought this in a million years. Um, I really wanted to do just a solo opportunity. I really just wanted to be an artist. I really just wanted to make music. And as soon as I, um, I've been helping people like my entire life. I've been kind of the person that stretches out compassion all my life. I've been doing it. I mean, my grandmother's been telling me since I was a super young girl, like, why do you help so many people, even if you need help? And the best way I can describe that is there's just, there's an equal reward in that there's a much bigger reward than you would even imagine when you give somebody an opportunity that you might take on your own. It's, it's one thing to continually, make and create things for yourself but it's an entirely different conversation when you open the doors for somebody else and so i think that doing that gave me the biggest eye opener for me was just realizing that i wanted to help others achieve something that i've been trying to achieve my entire life and if i can do that for other people and if i can show other people that it can be done And it can be done regardless of where you come from, regardless of how much money you have. All it takes is a little focus. All it takes is that practice. And all it takes is an open mind. You know, if you have an open mind about things and about the way things work, you can begin to learn a lot better. You know, it's a lot better to say, I understand than it is to say, I know. Because when you say, I know, that means you're closing off that learning experience but when you say i understand it leaves it leaves room wiggle room for more growth and it leaves wiggle room for more learning experience at least that's in my opinion so um, yeah it's just it's just been a really really eye opening experience for me like i said because I, I just wanted to do it by myself and now that i i've kind of gotten addicted to seeing uh seeing the lives changed and and changing other people's lives there's nothing i would want to do more really i i it just the, the number of opportunities that have come out of this i it, it gets me like funny feeling because i would have never imagined i would have never imagined it like this i would never i mean if you grew up with me like from high school a lot of my high school friends will tell you she's going to be a singer She's going to, she's going to be a singer. She's going to be famous someday. And I'm now I'm like, but it's something completely different now. Now the, the, the spotlight is not so much on me, but in the community behind me, it's, it's really on the people that I want to see grow. And it's, I don't know, it gets me emotional just because it's like, I've been chasing after this my entire life. I honestly wanted to be on a stage. I wanted to do Broadway. I've been singing since I was like two years old. And and I'm a character. I'm really funny. And I just, I kind of like, I see that for other people. And it's it's just a groundbreaking
0: thing for me. It's It's been a crazy experience for me. Hey, Christina, I was going to say, you want to know, here's a quick story about myself. Yeah, uh, I always yeah. I, I, always had a passion for sports, but mm-hmm. they didn't have this technology back in the 90s when I was going to school. So I ended up taking law and security and settling for a job for 23 and a half years in a corporation. And I was paid well, but I was miserable. And a year ago, uh, I ended up in a divorce. I'll leave it at that. And uh, three and a half years ago, I was uh, doing some volunteer work and they said... chris can you do camera work i'm like i've never done camera work before so they showed me how to do it and they actually liked my camera work they paid me (laughs) for it and then it led me to uh, a cable company and then just before the pandemic i told one of the producers at the cable company i'm going to start my own podcast and he kind of snickered at me and um when the pandemic struck, I started this new career and uh, three and a half years later, I, I'm, I've, I've made a lot of progress and I've had a lot of support. And I've also had to deal with a lot of uh, uh, noise and naysayers and stuff like that. But I know what it's like to step out of a comfort zone because I was in one for 23 and a half years. And this yeah. is something I have a passion for. And just even getting to know you, Christina, and talking to you now, uh, briefly, I could see how passionate you are as well. And I just want my last 10, 15 years working at least to be doing something that I really enjoy. That's so
1: awesome. And I'm so glad to hear that. And I think, I think what you are doing is setting an example for people that really are, are kind of in that zone of, of, do I do this or not? Can I survive this or not? Am I good enough or not? I think you're setting like an example for so many people. And that hits me, that hits me harder than I think anything else could. Um, being that where I've come from, I've had to, you know, I've had to overcome a lot of stuff, a lot of opposition. And just like you, I had to step out of my comfort zone and uh that's really remarkable what you're doing and i couldn't imagine um like i i I could not imagine doing anything else this is perfect for me and i believe this is perfect for you i think you're going to grow so much into this and you're going to learn to love it so much um there's a lot of really good people out there there's a lot of really supportive people out there regardless of the naysayers um i do believe in the good people You know, I believe that there are a lot more good people than there are bad people. I think that, you know, a lot of the things that have happened to people are um, substantiary. And what I mean by that is I'm not taking away from any of their experiences. But what I mean is their response to that pain or their response to that struggle is what makes us different. You know, there's there's nothing I could see different about about anyone other than their response to pain their response to, um, challenging times or even, you know, social constructs. You see a lot of people around the world just kind of doing what other people are doing. And I think nine times out of 10 and and judging by everything that I've learned and everything that I've seen nine times out of 10, we do it because our friends are doing it. We don't really do it because we're enjoying it. We're doing it because everybody else is doing it. And so what I think you're doing is, 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 amazing it's a a one-of-a-kind experience and not too many people get to do that not too many people break out of that um that comfort zone and it takes it takes um it takes heart to do that it takes you know it takes a strength that I never really thought I would have it takes a lot of um a lot of character and and I don't mean that people that are are Working a nine-to-five job, I don't mean to say that and say that they don't have character. What I mean is that not very many people see the opportunity and take it. So it's a very rare thing. It's a very extraordinary thing. And I think a lot more people are catching on to that. You know, I'm a true believer that when you find something that you're passionate about and you actually step into it and you step into it fully, you are you are a force. You are a force because that passion is going to back up everything else you do within that job. Like for me, I don't think I could be this. I mean, I, I'm fun. I'm outgoing. I'm really like, I'm a crazy character when it comes to like, cause I've worked all sorts of jobs. I've been in the army. I have worked in restaurants as a, as a manager, as a backup crew for the cook. I've, I've done, so many different jobs I've done customer service jobs and those were fun and they gave me experience those were um, you know an experience in themselves and I learned a lot I learned a lot just by being around people and listening to people but there's something else that really draws me to music and finding a job where I can not only teach myself and learn things but I can teach other people and I can really change lives through music, I don't think I could be in any better position. I don't think that anything on this world could top what I'm doing right now for me. You know, the music industry is where I'm at, is where I'm gonna stay. And, you know, I'm hoping that a lot more people find what it is that they love to do and chase it. Really step out of the bounds. You know, it's, it's 2023. I would never, ever picture myself being here. And, you know, it, it takes a lot of that reaching outside the box. You never know what something will, will give you unless you try it. You
0: Absolutely. never know
1: what something will feel like.
0: Absolutely. And uh, just recently I got to interview some Major League Baseball Hall of Famers and some wow. uh, minor league ball players in Buffalo. And I'm like, I, I can't believe it, but I guess – in three and a half years, I have come a long ways and I've made connections. Oh, yeah. I've had to reach out to people. And the thing is, I haven't waited. I don't wait for opportunities to come to me. I go out and grab them. And And one thing I wanted to ask you too, Christina, being a fellow podcaster, people think, ah, podcast, anyone can do it at home and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It's a lot of work just not <laughs> producing the shows, guest booking is a full-time job, and then promoting your shows as well. And I think you understand that as well. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's it's podcasting. Actually, (laughs) if you want to know how I got started doing it. Um, I actually got started doing it because of a conversation that I was having with a friend of mine. We started recording our conversations because they were really crazy conversations and crazy. I mean, by we just kind of opened up to each other in different ways. And we were talking about different topics and things that were happening in the world. And I was just like, we should record this and I'll start putting these on our podcast and we'll just have these conversations and invite other people into these conversations and really inspire and motivate people to be there, to be their best selves, you know, and we'll do this through music. We'll connect people through music. We'll connect it through these weird conversations to these controversial conversations. We'll talk about things that people are not really comfortable talking about. And we'll start doing it that way. And so we started recording and I started putting these conversations and you're right. It's hard to get, you know, um, to get that schedule going with other people and inviting people to your show and then marketing it, broadcasting it, sharing it around. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I have two children. Um, One of them is two years old and the other one is seven. And it's a lot of work just just taking care of him and so you add this to the mix you add my uh, organization with the msl to the mix and it's really tough but it taught me that you know collaborations are key the people that you reach the memories that you make the experiences that you have that's what keeps you searching for the next one the next it's kind of like a it's kind of like an adrenaline When I go through these conversations with people, it's it's an adrenaline that just keeps me searching for the next time, searching for the next person. And it really doesn't matter who they are or where they've come from. If they're on the top of the totem pole, what their title is, the experience itself is what I'm searching for. And it makes way better conversation when people have gone through things like what we have gone through. Um, I think those conversations, they go overrun. And that's a lot of what I do on my podcast is I shed light on people that really don't think they have a voice that really don't think that their lives or their experiences have mattered, you know? And I had a, I had a friend of mine actually, she was in prison. Um, and and this is a big thing for me to even say or open up about. Um, but I was in prison too, not even four years ago. And just the dramatic change that we've all been through and the train, the change that I went through. I mean, I was a struggling mom before, and I had never really gotten in trouble ever, really. I had a DUI when I was like 21, which was over 12 years ago. Never really been in trouble. Other than that, I was in the military. I went to college, you know, and a lot of my friends, uh, this it kind of blindsided them. And they thought, you know, they were scared for me. And I was scared for myself, and but it connected me to people. It really opened up my eyes to what I, what I valued in life and it taught me that it doesn't matter where you come from it it matters where you're going it matters who you're bringing with you it matters who you're inspiring and who you're motivating it matters who you're encouraging and who you're telling your story to because you never know who's going to hear that story and be encouraged to go and speak out about what they've gone through you know we hear it all the time about people that are struggling with their weight they're struggling with their confidence levels they're struggling to do normal not normal things but they're struggling to do things period and when they start to talk about it you start to see that kind of that those scales just kind of fade away when they talk about it and they're coming from a comfortable landscape they start to talk about it as if they're ready to go and just hit it head on and that's what that conversation was about i actually brought on a friend from prison who was going through a lot of stuff and uh she's a poet and she writes a lot of a lot of poetry, and she does slam poetry. And she's a she's a very quirky girl. Her name is Gabrielle McIntyre. And uh, that whole conversation, just by the end of it, we were both so inspired, so ready to just go and handle the world, ready to go and just do more than we've ever done before. And and that's really, that's what really kind of keeps me going to the next conversation. Is I cannot wait to hear other people's stories and to just see how they're reacting now and how they're doing now and it's it's always a really good experience that's why i wanted to jump on the onto this conversation and have this conversation is because i'm addicted to that i love hearing about people even though i'm talking a lot and this is your show and you're okay no that's okay yeah i i mean as you can tell, I love to talk. I, I don't have any problem talking. And you know, I've I've been in a lot of those vulnerable spots. And uh, that's that's one thing, that's another thing that I wanted to share is you know, in your vulnerability comes strength. You know, in your vulnerabilities are lessons and other people can learn how to grow intimacy through vulnerability. If you want to know how to grow in a relationship be vulnerable no matter what relationship it is if it's somebody who's higher up than you somebody who's more accomplished more successful be vulnerable and watch their reaction just watch the way that they react when they realize that you're not trying to be somebody you're not you're not trying to talk about something you have no experience in and and just watch and see how they react it's it's such an eye-opening thing for me like i just get so giddy about it because it's like that's happened to me so many times that's happened to me. I mean, you know, this and talking to people that, that are really just an extraordinary person to be talking to, you know, I'm sure you've been humbled by a lot of the situations and a lot of the conversations that you have had the opportunity to pay, you know, and I don't, I don't take that lightly. You know, I, I really, you know, applaud you for doing what you do and stepping out there and just doing what you love. And this is what it's about. This is really what it's about. And this is the game of sports. This is the game of entertainment. It's a really fun place to be when you just leave all the leave all the rules and the borders at home and you just come out to have a good time and you just come out to be the best person that you are. You know, I really I really feel like you're going to do some really, really good things with this.
0: Well, thank you so much. And I also do camera work on the TV side. So I I get to do storytelling on the camera behind the camera scenes. And then with this podcast show, I love the storytelling aspect because I love learning and there's something new to learn. Every time I do a podcast or I do a TV production as well. And, uh, That's what I, I, my other career, I was not growing. I wasn't learning and I was miserable. And that wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. And in a way, it kind of helped me prepare for this because I had to deal with a lot of different types of people and you're right i've had guests on here i never thought would come on here from espn uh tsn from all these pro sports leagues i reached out to them and they and it's been amazing and it took me a while to get some guests and then once i got one on two on and then now 295 guests later going wow. on 300 so yeah it's just wow. you gotta yeah. And people love my story, like hearing my story. And uh, and, and you know what the, the, the best part about all this is? When I was in my other job, I worked with a lot of people that were my age or older. And people were saying, Chris, you can't work with younger generation. Well, since I've switched over to this new career, I worked with a lot of younger people. And they've been actually really supportive of me they haven't judged me on my age or i didn't take broadcasting journalism i i you're right i've had a lot of support and i've been i've had a lot of opportunities and and uh, i'm very appreciative of, of all the opportunities
1: yeah that's that's one thing i think people misunderstand is this new generation a lot of people think that they're just so aggressive they're so stiff boarded they're so stubborn you know they're not accustomed to anything they're not experienced and that's not true that's so not true we are we are here as as pioneers in our own in our own way just like the older generations were when they were younger you know they were pioneering new things when the internet broke out it just kind of it just kind of opened the playing field and a lot of people were shaky. A lot of people were, you know, afraid of what the internet would do. And I think it's, I think it's opened up, you know, even these kinds of conversations where you're talking wherever you're from and I'm all the way over here and we're yeah. able to have this conversation and you know, 3, that 000, would not have yeah. happened. 3,000, so, 3,000 miles apart, 3,000 miles apart, you know, and, and this generation is, I mean, I'm from the, I think, I think it's X, X generation X, or I'm considered a millennial. And, you know, nine times out of 10, the people that I have come across, they're just so open-minded. They're so, um, and there's a lot of, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that really I would not want to be around just because of the kinds of things that they put out there. But that, that's, really, that's really what this life is about, is learning who who and where to go, and what to fit in with and what not to fit in with. And if I could take away anything or bring anything to the table, it's to have an open mind and to understand that even if you're older, or younger, you have something to give, you have something valuable, really valuable to say. And for anybody, you know, to say that just because you're you're older doesn't mean you're. I mean, That's just nonsense to say that you would not make it in this, through this generation and dealing with a lot of people my age. That's just nonsense because, I mean, as you've learned, it's not really about the age. It's really, it's really more of a challenge for yourself. It's really like, how, how far do I want to push myself? How far do I want to take this? And how long am I going to do this? Do I give up after two times of somebody saying no? Do I give up after 10 times of somebody saying no? And, and really, what do I want to do with this? What do you want to see happen in your life? That's more of what it's about. It's not really about others or how young or how old they are. It's really a a, a personal thing, a personal experience, especially when you're doing something that's your own. It's a very personal experience. Like I take the music sports league and it's like my baby. It's something that, you know, I'm kind of doing not, not solo, but our team is so close knit and we're so, we work like a family. It's kind of, it's been a rare uh, experience for me. I've never had uh, a situation where not only am I leading a team leading everyone else, but I'm also learning from them. And we're also working as a, as a unit. It doesn't happen very often where you have a leader or you have uh, people that are your managers or higher up than you are that honestly and truly care about what you're going through in your personal life. Yes, I'm not in I'm not a micromanager. I don't like to, you know, be right on top of the people that I'm over. I don't like to see every single thing that they're doing so I can micromanage and see what they're doing right and wrong. I don't learn like that. I learn by seeing how they react. And I really respond to that in a way that's like no other. I actually like to touch base with the people that are in my in my company or in my organization. I like to know what they're doing and what's going on in their personal life. And that, I think, is a strong suit for this new generation. We actually care and we care a lot more than what people give us credit for. We actually don't care too much about how old or how young you are. It's all a matter of what we see in our own personal lives. And I think the more that you reach out to people that are not in your personal life and that are not in your normal daily basis, you'll find that you have something to learn. You'll find that that person can teach you something. And, you know, I'm, I'm really just a, a person that loves. Uh, obviously, I love education. I love knowledge. Yeah. I love um, not, not just teaching people, but I love learning from people. And I think that that is going to be a very big thing for you too is going through these things. You're not only going to learn about yourself, but you're going to learn about so many other people and so many odd jobs and so many positions and so many walks of life that by the end of this thing, you're going to look back saying, I'm so happy that I did it. I would rather, I would rather feel good about taking a risk on something then regret not ever giving myself the chance because when you get to when you're 80 and you look back at your life you're gonna you're gonna wonder why you never did it you're gonna wonder what happened and why you didn't take that risk on yourself and why you didn't at least give yourself that chance to get that experience you know it's one thing to even say it and another thing to do it and so you've taken that step past that resistance point point. And that risky point where you're like, "Eh, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know. You know, I don't know what, you know, if I'm going to even land anything, is this going to even, is this even going to benefit me? Like, am I just going to be wasting my time? You took, you took it past that level. And now that you're past that level, the sky is the limit. Really, the sky is the limit. I'm, I'm sure you're, you're beginning to understand that. Like it really and closely involves where you want to go you know, where you want to see yourself, who you want to see yourself sitting down with. And there's nobody that's untouchable. Really? It's all a matter of who you get in touch with and how you execute your, con- your communication. It's all about communication with these people. And if they see and they hear, you've got a story to tell nine times out of 10, they're going to want to hear it. They're going to want to hear from you because it just doesn't happen too often you don't see it too often where people actually take a risk on themselves and and pull through you know like i took a risk on myself despite you know what everything was telling me um despite my experience levels despite you know what i've been through i took a risk even despite the support of my own family and the just the support of of even you know my spouse nine, you know, a lot of the times I find myself explaining, you know, what I'm doing and they're just kind of looking at me like, are you crazy? You know? And, and my grandmother is, is one that has been like, um, a supporter. My godmother has been a supporter, but it, it took, it took me honestly sitting down and breaking down the situation for them, for their eyes to open. Once I explained that I wasn't just doing this for myself and I was doing this to help other people, yeah. Of course, they were like, "You should be singing. You should be doing this. You should be taking the opportunities that you're extending to other people." As as soon as I told them, "It's not about me. It's not about me," they they really started to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. And now they're like, "Wow, you know, it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of achieved some little things in my own life personally. I didn't have a lot of support." Uh, for this sort of stuff, when I was younger, yeah, they knew I could sing, they knew I could uh, perform, they knew I was a character, they knew I was going to do something great. But they honestly didn't um, didn't help me facilitate that. And I don't, I don't blame them. I don't, you know, I'm not coming from that, you know, disappointment level. I'm glad that they didn't. I'm glad that they, you know, supported me in their own way because it gave me freedom and it gave me that determination to do it on my own. It gave me that that. That um, that will to really uh, persevere and to and to see things through on my own merit instead of saying, you know, well, I borrowed money from this person or I got support. And this is how I got into this was, you know, through my dad or my mom. My stepdad actually does a lot of producing. I think I told you about that. His name is Bruce Nahan. He uh, actually is a producer of a lot of films that you actually already seen and probably have seen throughout life. And uh, I don't know if you know what Chippendale Dancers is, but uh, that's something that he created back in the day with a a couple of his friends. Yeah. And uh, he has actually on um, Discovery Plus and now it's on uh, Max, which used to be HBO. It's a curse of the Chippendale. So if you've never uh, never seen it, maybe, you know, check it out, check out a trailer or whatever. It's a story about his life. It's a story about what happened to him and the whole Chippendales thing. Uh, It's on Discovery Plus, like I said, and it's on HBO Max. Um, But he didn't just hand anything out to me. He didn't just say, hey, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are doing this. You know, now that you're getting into this, let's, uh, you know, let's hook you up with people. It wasn't like that. And I'm so glad that people are not like that with me, not just willing to hand me things because it makes me want to do it even more. It makes me want to strive For that next opportunity that next conversation that next podcast that next episode that next point you know that next content i'm going to be posting you know because marketing social media marketing is not easy none of that's easy uh doing all this yourself running ads doing all that stuff yourself monetization it's not easy doing a podcast is not easy running a whole organization is not easy but uh i don't think i've ever had easy I don't think I could ever want to too easy, to be honest. It sounds too easy to me. You know, it just cliche. It sounds really too easy. I I like things challenging. And I think that's the most extraordinary thing that I've gotten out of life is where the challenge was met, there was an opportunity and where that opportunity came from was a learning experience. And that that to me has been it's been groundbreaking and and things for the music sports league they're moving really really fast super fast so it's it's something that i just kind of had you know i could see it ahead of time i was kind of like telling our founder you know this is it's gonna blow up it's gonna go wild you know now that i'm on board and it's been like this for a while. I I am not surprised that things are moving the way that they're going. You know, I'm not surprised because I don't just sit around. I'm not just, I am out there. I'm out there and I'm making opportunities happen. Like we said earlier, I don't just sit and wait for them to come to me. I'm, I'm really just, I'm grabbing them, taking them and the next step is extending that opportunity to other people, and so that's really what we do at this at the music sports league um it's It's not just about us; it's never been about us. I don't think it's ever been about me from the beginning um so <laughs> I know that was probably a lot, but uh that's just kind of how I've seen it is you know this generation is is not what people think it is. It really is not what people think it is. You got to you got to give people a uh, not a second chance, but you got to give them a chance before you judge. And I think that's one one big thing, too, is not judging a book by its cover because you have no idea what's going to come out of that. No idea.
0: Absolutely, and and this industry hasn't judged me. And by the way, Christina, a few months ago, I have my podcast show now on a radio station. And who would have thought? Who would have thought three and a half years ago, uh, living near Toronto, I would have a podcast show and a radio show down in Georgia? Even though it's done remotely, they seem to like my content, and uh, it's just awesome being able to say, "Hey, I'm a radio host." And uh, yeah. And one thing, too, is when people tell me I can't do something, that just motivates me even more to prove them wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's just one of those. That's another one of those things. Like when people tell me no, it makes me really want to do it even more. It's not like a, a machismo sort of thing or a macho thing or because I think I'm that great. It's just it's more of a challenge for me. It's more of a... Um, it's more of a a me against myself sort of thing. It's for me, it's like, I do want to prove you wrong, but even more so, I want to prove me right. I want to prove it to myself that I can do whatever it is that I've set out to do. You know, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to jump on here is because I knew this conversation was going to get deep. I knew there was going to be a lot of, you know, back and forth value, in this conversation. And it's what I think is even more extraordinary is that when you bring sports to the table, when you bring music to the table, it, it breaks down those boundaries. It's something Mm -hmm. that we all can connect on because I don't care who you are or where you're from. You've either heard music or you've seen sports and it breaks boundaries. Those are things that we connect on things that entertain us we connect on things that are therefore you know healthy competition we connect on and i think it's a way better to i think it's a way better experience than than unhealthy competition meaning i'm better than you or you know i can do things better than you can i think the healthiest thing about competition is the fact that you even that you even got into it the fact that you even put that risk on yourself and made things happen for yourself. I think that's a, that's more that's more of the healthy competition. I think where where people go wrong, and I'll say this pretty lightly, where where people go wrong in the music industry, especially as artists when they're younger, is thinking that the opportunities are just going to come flying at them thinking that if they have the right kinds of lyrics or the right kinds of songs, that everything else is just gonna fall in their hands. And also having this this self-entitlement sort of thing going on. Um, I think a lot of people fall very short of what it's actually like in the music industry and what it's actually like in in the entertainment industries and even the sports industry if you look at like what gaming is like and how that boom went, like people are making millions of dollars just sitting there playing games. There's been no other time in this world where that's been able to happen. No other time. And so if you're just sitting, if you're just kind of thinking within the box and thinking just like other people do and putting out the same kinds of things that other people do, you're going to fall into the same pool that they fell into. And so, you know, that's kind of where we're trying to break, break the norm is with people just doing the same things that they've always done just like you and i you have to step out of your comfort zone you got to step into the into some things that you don't know about that you're not honestly accustomed to that you're not experienced in and not just so that you gain that experience but so you adapt and you learn to adapt in that situation, and then you can create more out of that. You can create more opportunities when you have none.
0: Definitely, can, I definitely, hey, Christina, you said it well. Um, I totally agree with you. And uh, I've been complacent in my past life, in past career. I've been lazy, and the last three and a half, the last three and a half years, I've learned more about myself, and 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 what I love about this. And my TV work is I'm I'm constantly stepping out of a comfort zone, learning new things and, uh, challenging myself. And I, and I love to learn and, uh, I just love this, doing this, the storytelling aspect is that every guest I have on here, they have a story to tell. And I, I love the storytelling part of it. Same with doing camera work. I'm not on air doing the camera broadcasting, but I'm helping uh, tell a story by the camera work I do as well. And, and it's a team effort. It's a team effort. It really is. It really is. And it, and
1: it is all about the team. Teamwork, teamwork makes the dream work is not just, a, is not just one of those you know, fluffy, fluffy things that people say just to say it, like it really means it really does mean what it means. You know, it takes a team to do what we're doing. It takes a team to run any kind of organization, whether it's something for yourself, whether it's a small company, whether it's a startup, whether it's, you know, even just your own entrepreneurship, just your camera work, my music industry stuff. It takes a whole team, I mean, it really does take a whole team to work this sort of stuff. It's not easy, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my team. I wouldn't be doing what I do if it wasn't for my team. Like, I really, it, 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 um, it kind of makes me feel some type of way when people think that they're alone and think that they don't have, um, you know, proper support. It really gets to me because there is just a world of people that are like us that are willing to support that are, you know, open-minded and willing to extend some opportunities and stuff like that. It really, it kind of bothers me when people think that they can't do it and they, you know, they're stuck in this, in this mode, they're stuck in this like strut or this, you know, this just heavy kind of feeling or this heavy thing. Like, you know, I'm doing it all on my own and there's really no other, there's really no one else that's out there to help me. That's not true. You know, that's so not true. And especially in our type of industry where it's very competitive, it's really important for you to find your team. It's really important for you to find people that are in your corner and to find people that are willing to help you out. And even if it means just sharing your stuff, sharing your content, even if it means just saying hi once in a while, that's all that it really takes. Just knowing that somebody is there for you is all it really takes. You know, teams like, and, and a lot of the biggest celebrities, a lot of the, the, you know, biggest successes that are out there, people that are running huge companies will tell you that it was because of their team. A lot of them don't like to admit that. You see that a lot in a lot of bigger companies. Um, you see that a lot in people that, that are kind of selfish. I I don't want to down it or say anything, you know, that's kind of like downer, but I see a lot of companies, a lot of managers that are just not doing that. That are not giving the credit to their team. And that's really where it comes from.
0: Oh yeah. I saw that in my previous, I can't mention the company or whatever. Uh, Long story on that, but I saw it where they um, just did the opposite of what they were doing. And that's not how you get people to do a good job because any business any career. Um, if, if you treat people well, they will take more pride in their work or their career and do a better oh, yeah. job. Yeah. It's just oh, it's people, yeah. people skills. It's communication skills, people skills. And, uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's just as important as the uh, career, the job itself is the, uh, communication and people skills, aspect of it as well.
1: Yeah. I've seen that a lot of times in, in the past jobs that I've had, um, I had a job a long time ago as a, uh, I was in the kitchen. I was actually working in the kitchen and, um, there was, a, I think it was during the holidays actually. And there was something that was going on and somebody was pouring a bunch of water on the ground. And I just kind of looked at the manager and was like, are you going to say something to this person? And they didn't. And I walked out and I mean, we had, I did personally, personally, right there on the counter. And uh, I I don't mean to say this thing in a bad way, but I had like 170, I think it was 170 different salads and stuff that were on the table are on the counter ready to go out. It was a super packed night. I think it was Christmas Eve and uh, I left it off because my manager did not support me and say, to you know our it was of course our our kitchen staff it was just another server that happened to be pouring water all over the kitchen floor cleaning it as we were running around and trying to scramble to get all this food out you know and i just looked at him kind of like are you gonna say anything and he didn't and he just kind of shrugged it off like it was my like it was my problem or my my problem to deal with and i left i was like you know what This is not going to work. This is not going to work for me. And the next minute, uh, you know, they were calling me, they were saying, you know, you need to come back in help us, you know, we're, we're slammed, like, how could you do this in a, in, you know, while it's this busy and Christmas on Christmas Eve and all this stuff. And I was just, I just didn't even know what to say because my manager did not even support me, even in the smallest way. Just telling that, you know, that kitchen worker, hey, maybe right now is not the best time to be pouring a bunch of water on the floor while you have a bunch of kitchen workers scrambling around trying to get food out. Maybe that's not the best idea, you know, or maybe even just stopping him and saying "Uh, this is not the best time for that. Can you do that? You know, later on when it slows down, that's all it took. But instead, it was my problem. So I made that decision to just leave and I never looked back. And honestly, that's kind of my last impression or my last experience with uh with a job that was like that it just kind of like and there are bosses that are like that all over they just really don't they really don't care they're they're really just there for their paycheck they're really just there you know for what they get out of it yep. they don't really care what you're going through you know and that's a, what we need yeah. to change
0: we could do a whole show on that subject alone and <laughs> yeah I, and what and what, and what, and what <laughs> And Christina, one of of my goals in the next month or two is to get an employment lawyer to come on. Not to talk about my situation per se, but just what a role of an employment lawyer is. And it doesn't seem to matter if you're in the States or you're in Canada or you're in Australia. It seems to be a worldwide problem with uh, how people are treated in some of the workplaces.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I strive to do what I do the best that I can do it, because for one, I've never been, um, I've never been in this position. And so I've been kind of dreaming about it. And that's why I say I'm so um, ecstatic about this position, because now I can finally, I can finally uh, change things, I can finally change the way that people see managers, people see executives, because I'm an executive, and and a chief executive. So I'm kind of running everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't do things the same way that other people do it. I honestly, I'm, I'm ready to change the way that that looks. And I, and it's only because I've been through it and only because I'm hearing it so much, um, you know, that just people just don't care. And I'm here to show people that not only do I care, but they need to care as well. And it's, and it's one of those cultures that needs to be needs to be in the job because your your position as a manager to make your company or to make your organization do the best that they can do which is going to raise every other bar including revenue and i hope they're hearing me including revenue it would do you right to treat your people like they're people and not like they're your like you you know like they're working for you it's really when you're a manager you are working for them and that's what needs to change so i could go on and on and on about that but you know, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. It's been such, um, such a good thing. You know, I think we'll probably be doing this in a month or two from now. <laughs> I
0: think, yeah, I think we'll be
1: touching base very often,
0: you know. Yeah, definitely. And uh, one of my friends who's one of my biggest supporters, Sandra Murray, uh, who's watching. <laughs> Thank you, Sandra. She said sports and music has an amazing way of connecting people in a way that no other industries uh, does. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's really it's about the game. It's about the game. And it's not about, it's not so much about uh, the people itself. It's about how we are responding to the game to each other and how we're treating each other in that game. And what I mean by, is it could be NFL, it could be NBA, it could be golf, it could be any kind of sport and it can be music and it takes away those rules. It takes away Like you're from here, I'm from here and we have to be against each other. It's, it's, we're here for the game and we're here to see this thing through and whether or not, you know, this is a crazy experience or not, whether it's just a regular game is all up to you. It's really all up to you and it's all up to your perception. So I agree with that. I agree. The music and sports, it just has a way to connect. I mean, think about concerts, think about the biggest concerts in the world. There are millions of people that are attending that same thing. What else? What else could do that? What else could do that besides sports and music?
0: Absolutely, and really, you know, and I and I was at a football game in Toronto for the Canadian Football League. I have season tickets, and uh, as much as the, the team on the field is great, and they win. I, I have people that recognize me for my podcast, radio show. They love the same team as me. And it's like a family. It doesn't care if male, female, what your agenda is, what your background is. It, it, it kind of unites people. And uh, part of the reason I like going to these games in Toronto is not just because the product is great. It's because of the fans. It's like it's a great environment. Everybody just they don't care about who you are your background or how much money you have. We have the same interest in the love of football and the Argonauts. And uh, it's just, you're right. You're right. Sports and music do uh, seem to unite people.
1: Yeah. We're here to see the game. We're here to see them perform and to see them do their best. And that's what we do with the music sports league. We really, Mm -hmm. uh, we really want to bring that to a different level in the music industry because what we see right now happening is um really not so much it's not so much about uh it's not so much about the people and it's all about their music and that needs to change that really needs to change because the music is getting monotonous the music is just getting uh saturated and the people are feeling like they're you know, they're in way over their heads and that it's such a struggle to get to a celebrity status. And we're trying to change that. We're, and we're not just trying. We are doing that. We're making, sh- making sure and making certain that the indie industries, the independent artists get treated like they're worth something because they are. You know, they're like any other athlete, any other person that's out there that's disciplining themselves to get into some kind of um to some kind of discipline you know when you see mma uh or boxers go through what they're doing they go through practices they get people that are looking at them like wow you know they're really great they're talented i want to know about them and that's the same thing we're doing for the music industry is we're putting them on the same kind of pedestal that a sports athlete would be on you know you get the same level of experience no matter where you come from you get the same amount of opportunity no matter where you come from doesn't matter As long as you're out there and as long as you treat the game like a sport, as long as you treat music like a sport and be an athlete, be more business oriented, be more competition oriented based on your performances, bringing quality and just having a really good time. We don't care where you're from. We're going to show you that it's an equal opportunity out here. (laughs)
0: When, so. <laughs> when, okay, one question I wanted to ask you before we wrap this up, but I definitely yeah. would like to have you come back on as a guest in the for future sure. as well. Cause I think we have a lot to talk about, but. Oh yeah. I told it, you, what did I tell yes, you? <laughs> you were right. You were right. Your music sports uh, league. I got the website down there, by the way. Is it available in Canada too, as well for my audience? Where? In Canada?
1: Canada? Yeah. we are working. We are working towards uh, going global. Actually, we just brought on Africa. We brought on Ghana, South Africa, and now we're doing. Or actually, we brought on Nigeria, and now we're working on uh, Ghana and South Africa. So we brought on our African, um, our African uh, division, I guess you would say. And we're we're looking to go global. We actually got um, have collaborations in the works out in uh, the Middle East. We're looking at collaborations out in the Asias, in uh, Korea. We're looking for, you know, opportunities everywhere. And so um, that's one of my things as the chief uh, executive is to make sure that those partnership and and that collaboration goes global. We're really trying to reach people all over the world. And we do have Canadian viewers. We do have Canadian artists, but we don't have anything uh, concrete as in a deal between us and Canada or, or companies or organizations out there, but we're working towards them.
0: Hopefully one day you'll be able to visit Canada as well. I've never been to California. I've been to the States, but I've never been to California. So that's one of the bucket lists I want to do as well.
1: Oh yeah. It's, it's it's, the United States is, is a really awesome place. Um, The term, the American dream is uh, it's true in a sense, but it's all a matter of what you do with it. It's, nothing is just going to open up an opportunity to you. No, you no. have to go and take the steps. You have to grow. Yeah. You have to learn, and you have to reach out to the people that are truly supportive of you, especially going out to another country. I, I think if I go to any other country, I'm going to want to learn more about their culture more than I'm going to want to bring my culture to them.
0: That's a great way of looking at it as well, and uh, we're gonna wrap this up because I'm I'm going to a pro wrestling card tonight, and I'm actually yeah. gonna be doing some interviews. Don't worry, I'm not gonna be in the ring. <laughs> My uh, athletic Dude, days are over, good. but but it's another opportunity where I can get to interview people in another profession, yeah. and uh, I enjoy it. But uh, Christina, I was gonna say I will have this show. The audio version and the audio version uh, downloaded tonight when I get home. I'm a night owl, so I'll probably be up to 2, 3 in the morning. But, uh, <laughs> wow. And one thing I've done, too, when I first started this show three and a half years ago, everything was scripted, written down, and one of my guests – Uh, the play-by-play announcer for the Toronto Raptors, Eric Smith, gave me some good advice. He said, Chris, it's okay to write stuff down, but have a conversation with your guests, like you're at a coffee shop or at a sporting event. It just makes the podcast better. And to this day, I think I've I've come a long ways and being able to really good piece of advice ab lib ab lib and have natural conversations because I had questions oh, yeah. written down and prepared for you but it's just our conversation was going so well I just kind of like you know what maybe I'll save them for next time because I I just really loved hearing your stories and there's always the next time definitely and like I said I've had I've had one guest come on seven times that got me into a new sport the National Lacrosse League. It's a awesome. it's kind of box lacrosse it's indoor lacrosse it's like hockey and basketball yeah yeah i love lacrosse and and it's awesome and and his name is pat and uh he's i've met so many people doing this show that i thought i would never meet and it's just been such a positive experience and i've gotten myself out of a toxic environment and it's just i i just love uh, hearing my guests and, and uh, Christina, I was going to say, we're going to wrap this up. Where can my audience here in Ontario and actually international find you, follow you on social media and uh, your website, which I do have down on my ticker.
1: Okay. Other than uh, music is which is down right here. As you see it sliding down on the, on the, uh, on the actual video. Uh, you can find me at C b e e world on ig on instagram you can find me at cb world um and if you actually go to my facebook which is christina l dot balderas b a l d e r a s uh you can find all of my socials there on twitter i believe it's love this life 29 because i love this life um you can find me there and uh that's that's the quickest way to find me is either through twitter or instagram or my facebook uh i would say my linkedin but we can uh we can just keep it to those
0: and do you have a youtube channel
1: yeah i do it's called inno music cuz inno music was actually in my first uh my first company my first business i opened up by myself strictly for the music industry strictly as an artist manager um because that's what I was before I started doing you know the organization I was an artist manager so you can find me at uh Inno Music actually if you look it up anywhere I guess you'll um, you'll be able to find my socials from that and that's i n n o m u z i c
0: Okay. I'll uh, definitely have to subscribe to your YouTube channel. And yeah. uh, that's another subject too. Uh, how much work it is to build up your subscribers and how much work it is on there. But uh, oh, I yeah. love it. I love Dude. it. I love it. I love it. But, uh, but Christina, I definitely will have you on again. Anytime yeah. you want to come back on the show and Hey, like you said, I, um, I I just really enjoyed talking to you for over an hour. It went by quick and <laughs> yeah, I want to say thank you too, for not you're giving welcome. up. I want to say thank you to for not giving up today because a lot of majority of people would have like, okay, well, let's reschedule for another time. It wasn't our our day, and I really appreciate that. And uh, I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. I see you're a Dodgers fan, but that's okay. We don't we don't play the uh, the Dodgers that We much don't have anyways. to
1: hate each other. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. Good thing I'm not a Houston Astros fan.
1: I know, right?
0: <laughs> so, but I got to get out to Dodger Stadium. That's yeah, one of do. my ballparks. Got to so. get out
1: here to California. That's one. I, That's a must.
0: Before we let the in the show, I've never even been on an airplane in fifty-one years. So I think I'll have to well, get on an airplane. Yeah, I know. I know.
1: You're gonna get. You're gonna have to get one of your first-time flyer wings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, I can drive out there, but it would take about a week. At least, at least seven days or eight days to go out. Yeah, those
1: are tough. Drives are tough. But yeah, it was such a pleasure to be here. And I thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for, you know, welcoming me to your show. And I'm here anytime you want to do this again.
0: Definitely. And I want to say thank you to everyone watching this live streamed on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, and everyone that listens this to later on all my audio platforms. And Christina, when I get home tonight, I will send you an email with the uh, audio and the video version of this as well. And uh, thank you so much again. I really had a blast uh, chatting with you today on episode 297 of Live with CDP Sports Talk. All right. Take you later. You too. Thanks, Christina. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. We're going to wrap up uh, Live with CDP, Season 6, Episode 22. That was my guest, Christina Balderas. She is a musician, songwriter podcast host of the volume up experience. And she's also the chief executive of chief executive director of the music sports league as well. And I will put that website on here in just a minute. And we're going to wrap this show up. Uh, The website is music is our Music is our sport.com. And again, I want to say thank you to Christine Borderes for coming on. And again, live with CDP Sports Talk is sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet here in Guelph, 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph-Owner Mall. Check out BarryCullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles. And live with CDP Sports Talk is also available weeknights at 8 p.m. on WQEE 99.1FM. Guys, I'm going to wrap up uh, episode 22 right now, but I want to say thank you again to Christina Balderas for coming on here today and uh, give me a little bit of time tonight and I will have this show uh, downloaded to all my audio platforms and hopefully on WQEE 99.1, either tonight or next week as well. Uh, I'm off to a wrestling card in Cambridge, Crossbody Pro Wrestling. If anyone in this area is interested in going, it's an 8 o'clock card tonight. Tickets are $10. Ben Ortmans is the founder and owner of Crossbody Pro Wrestling. 132 North Iogal Street in Cambridge as well. I hope everybody has a great night, great weekend, and we'll see you here Monday at 5 o'clock for Season 6, Episode 23 of Live with CDP Sports Talk with my guest, Mary Kennedy, an actress, comedian from L.A., Los Angeles, California. All right, guys, thank you again for watching and listening to Live with CDP Sports Talk, and we'll see you Monday night at five o'clock with my guest, Mary Kennedy.